He's so wonderful tonight. While you're standing for just a moment, let me read the scripture. We've got most of the regeneration uh, class in with us tonight. And I um, guess it'll be a little bit before y'all have class again. Because next week will be, uh, I think it'll be Brother Green. And then, I'm not sure. So it'll be a little bit, but that's all right. It's going to be a, a great couple of weeks. Matthew chapter 7, if you want to follow along, verses 13 and 14. Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14 tonight. Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. And just, like I said, it's just loaded with so many things that are powerful instruction for our lives. But here, as he spoke to the people, he encouraged them to enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. But there's a reason for that. He says many will go that way because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. There's a reason that people don't want to go to the straight gate because it's narrow. It's straight. You, you got to watch yourself on the straight and narrow. If you're just walking down a wide road, you can just, you ever been out on the country road driving, nobody's coming, you just ride in the middle of the road, it don't matter. If you got a line of traffic or if you're driving around campus and you're on them little, you better stay in your lane. <clears throat> narrow. I want to talk to you tonight about the few that find it. Let's pray for the message tonight. Precious Lord, one more time we come to you. And God, we ask you to bless the teaching and preaching of your word. God, let us receive it into our hearts. Let it be good ground. Lord, we want to make it in. We want to be part of the few, Lord. So tonight, help us. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord one more hand clap of praise tonight. He's a great God. Oh, you serve a great God. Hallelujah. The Bible says he's great and greatly to be praised. You can be seated tonight. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Appreciate our praise team and music, media and sound, and teachers that are out of the sound of my voice. But God bless them tonight. And thankful to be here in his presence once again. The few that find it. Now, this are the kind of scriptures that, that get people nervous sometimes because few. Oh, I don't want to be. If it's just few, I might I might miss out. Well, it's not few in such a, a way that it means that you can count it on one hand. John said he saw in heaven a number that no man could number. So, but in the grand scheme of things, since man existed on this planet, it'll seem like few. You'll live in a day and age where it seems like there's less people. What's going to happen, you, you, you and I have no idea the number of people that's going to be saved. You and I have no idea. It's not for us to know. It's just our, our job to keep trying to add to it, keep trying to get people in there. But 
while you walk in this life, uh, unless you happen to be preaching one of them crusades over in another country where 30,000 people are getting the Holy Ghost at once, <laughs> well, most likely you're going to see f- fewer people who want to serve God than do. You know, you, most people you talk to, I ain't got time for God. I ain't got time for church. I ain't got, every once in a while it seems like, man, for every 10 I talk to, only one wants to talk about church. You know, it's just like that. It's the day we live in. And so the Lord said there's a reason that people will jump on that wide road. It leads to destruction. It says there's many that go that way because straight and narrow is the way that leads to life. It's, it's a straight way, a narrow way, and there's few that find it. But this scripture is more than just heaven and hell. It's, it's more than just, uh, hey, you got to go to heaven and don't go to hell. This is instruction for this life. This is what's going to keep you blessed in this life. This is what's going to help you right now to ensure your success. I think about many times when we read Acts 2.38, that is the plan of salvation. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We know that scripture. That's That's our meat and potatoes. That's where we go to. That's the the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection. That's, that's where we go. But on down, Peter said, or the scripture says, and with many other words did Peter testify and exhort, saying, save yourself. He said, once you're born again, you've got to live the born-again life. You've got to live for as long, who knows? Uh, life is a vapor, appears a little while. I have no idea how long each one of us will be here. But while we are here, we must be living the life that he wants us to live. This scripture is instruction for the here and now. And it was for them, the here and now. He was telling them, uh, you need to choose to walk the straight walk. Uh, This is about people. This scripture is about people. And it's about people following people. Many there be that that go in that way. That's like a herd of people, a crowd of people, many people. They're following one another uh, in this destruction. The broad way and the wide way uh, is a way that seems right to man. Proverbs 14 12 said, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That's what Jesus just said. He said this way leads to destruction. It leads to death. It's, but it seems right because look at all the people that are going that way. Look at all the people who have forsaken. So, hey, listen, all of them didn't just start out on the broad way. Some of them left the straight way. You know, you can leave the straight way. The wide way is going to be filled with things that will appeal to our flesh. And because there are many people on the broad way, and it is a way that seems right to men, they will try to convince you that it's right. It seems right to them, so they want it to seem right to you. They want, they want you to see their point of view. They want you to see why you're wrong hanging on to God. They want you to see why you're wrong living holy because he's holy. They want, they want, to, want you to see why you're wrong because you actually go to church. Oh, there's a, there's a, a, a wicked doctrine in this world today about people forsaking the house of the Lord. Uh, I've said it, and you know it's true. I, I said anybody who's got, any, got half a brain and, and got the Holy Ghost knows 
that the church is more than a building. Right. I, I, I got it. If a tornado come and blew this building down, we still, we're going to get together and worship. I know the church is made up of individuals, of people. But this forsaking of the house of the Lord thing has got to stop. Yeah. Hey, you know what you ought to do is look in the, in the scripture and find out that nowhere is a building referred to as a church in the scripture, but it's the house of God. The church is the people and they got somewhere to go. I was glad when they said unto me. One, psalm, one psalmist said, I have loved the habitation of thy house. Oh, I, I, that's another message I'm working on. I can't start preaching that. But, but, but I'm telling you, people are trying to convince people today, you ain't got to show up in person to church. You ain't got to be there. You don't have to go. You, you are the church. Yeah, but when you cut yourself off and sit at home, you ain't being churchy. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's a straight way. There's a narrow way. There's a lot of people not going to church anymore. I'm praying they'll turn it around. But let me tell you, somebody has made up their mind, I'm going to go to the house of the Lord. I'm going to go where I can pray. I'm going to go where I can worship. I'm going to go where I can get in the presence of the Lord. I want to make sure that I'm not letting. You see, because people, they're trying to convince us to stay home by saying, the church is more than a building. Oh, and the sky is blue. Wow. And the grass is green, and I know that. But I can, they, you know what? In every one of them that's saying that now, just about, I can remember a time. And they would drop their head because I can remember a time where they wouldn't miss a service, wouldn't be late. I got to move on. But they'll try to convince you it's right. They want to spoil your walk with God. But Paul said, he said, beware lest any man, man, spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the rudiments of the world, after traditions of men and not after Christ. Well, let me tell you, Christ is going to be on a straight and narrow. The wide way will be filled with things that appeal to your flesh, ease, convenience, and insomuch that it will actually seem this must be right. Because the world says if it feels good, then do it. If it feels right, it must be right. That ain't Bible. There's a way that seemeth right. It seems right, but it's not. That's what the scripture says. It seems right, but it's not. Because the carnal mind is enmity with God. And it's not subject to God and it's going its own way. And when the man starts saying, my way is right and God's way is wrong, mm, it's not true. You're, you're just riding down the wide road. But so many people, pastor, are doing that. And, and hey, even, even the people with the Holy Ghost are doing that. It must be right. So now we recognize something that just because there's a crowd don't make it right. Just because there's many flocking to it don't make it right. The broad, wide way, it ain't about checking yourself. It's about watching others. The broad and wide path is about being in the clique, being in the crowd, being with the many. Second Corinthians, Paul wrote this to 
to check the, the church. He said, listen, 2 Corinthians 10 12, for we dare not make ourselves of the number. The number, yeah, the people, the many. Or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. He said, that's people following people. That's people just following people. But Paul also gave the cure for that. He said, God gave you something. He gave you apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying the body of Christ. And then he says this in verse uh, Ephesians 4, 13, till all come in the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect or complete man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. I'm not trying to measure myself against nobody. I'm not trying to compare myself with anybody else and be like anybody else. I'm trying to be like him. If I'm going to measure up, I want to measure up to him. Yeah. Hey, you can have mentors. And you can have people you look up to and teachers and, and pastors and things like that. And, and I know that we give honor where honors do. But when you start measuring up, you better measure up to him. Yeah. Yeah. You better measure up because your expectations in him won't never be let down. But your expectations in man will leave you wanting. It'll leave you lacking. It'll leave you broken hearted sometimes. Don't be a part of the crowd just for the sake of being part of a crowd. I just want to be with, ah, why? Why? So you can be lost with a crowd? Well, you know, I don't want to be lost alone. I want to be lost at all. <laughs> I want to be going with the church. I want to be with the body. Uh, I want to be with them. Paul said again to the Corinthian church, 2 Corinthians six fourteen: Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. If you are walking down that right wide, broad path to destruction, you are yoked with them. And Hey, anybody can be lost. Just neglect the Lord. The Bible says, how should we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? It, it don't take nothing to get lost. Hey, you got to pay attention to stay found. Hey, I learned that when we went to Colorado. When I looked off on one of them cliffs and saw all that wilderness... I said, I ain't getting off this path. Because <laughs> you could get lost for a long time out there or may never be found again out there. Because once you get off the path, ain't no telling what can happen. But I knew as long as I could see that path. And I'm going to tell you, when you're in the middle of all that wilderness and you're thinking, you, you, I mean, you keep your eye on the path. I, well, I don't want to trip. I don't want to fall. I did fall uh, one time. But uh, just, I mean, it, it, you watch where you're going. And then when it looks like things are starting to break left and right, boy, it gets a little nervous. I don't want to be lost. Yeah. I was like, I'm glad I got a lot of people with me, but ain't going to be no comfort if all of us are lost. <laughs> Won't be no comfort at all because who's going to get us home? So, uh, 
Listen, you, you want to you follow the path. You want to stay on the path. You, you don't want to get on that wide road. And listen, Jesus didn't place us in a crowd. He placed us in a body. Uh, the Bible says that he put us, uh, made us a body as members in particular, fitly put together. That means there was planning and placement and design in who his church is. Yeah, there, there's, uh, he didn't just throw us all together, but he grafted us in. He baptized us in the one body by one spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he put a body together, all the parts, all, everything working. That's what he did with us, planning in his image. But if I'm on the wide road, I'm, I, how can I be in his image? I'm not going with the body. And so I realize that, uh, well, let's just think about it like this. When you think about people on the broad path to destruction, who do you think of? People that's lost. People that don't know the Lord. People that hadn't had that. Hey, I was on that wide road before. But something happened to get me on the narrow. So if the wide road represents being lost, then the narrow way represents being saved. And so in other words, after I am washed and cleansed and filled and born again, I should not find myself on the wide way anymore. Ain't that what Paul said in Romans 6 and 4? We're, we're buried with him in baptism. And then just like he was raised up from there, we're raised up to walk in the newness of life. I should, when I come out of that baptistry stuff, it's time for me to start walking on a new path. I don't leave uh, that, that water grave and go jump on that wide road again. That's not where you do. You, you get on the path that leads to life now, walking in the newness of life. Yeah, it, it takes a little bit. It, it takes some self-dedication. It takes some, uh, you, you've got to make up your mind, hey, I'm going to do this. Because God don't hook a, a rope to us and say, come on, I'm just going to pull you on up the path. Uh, he says, follow me. Yeah. You know, if I tell somebody to follow me, I don't grab them by the hand and start, come on, follow me. No, follow me. It means keep your eyes on me. And listen to me in case I say, hey, turning left up here, turning right up here. Follow me. That's what I want to do. The, the narrow way represents, it, it's not, like I say, it's not just about following people. It's, it represents a careful and sober uh, plan of travel. Because the word narrow there, it, it, it's narrow from obstacles standing close about. That means, like, if you were to go through, you ever see <laughs> Have you ever seen an episode of Hoarders? And there's just a path through, and, and boy, you better not bump nothing. It'll, you'll be buried alive. It, hey, that's why the Lord said don't turn to the left or the right, because there's obstacles. Yeah, there's obstacles on this path. You don't believe it. The, Lord, the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Well, he don't order you onto the wide path. He orders you to the straight path. He, he, he gives you instruction to walk in, but then he says, though he fall, oh, you know, the older you get, it's easier to fall on just flat ground. But in this walking with him, he knows that there'll be things that will trip you along the way. 
But when we fall following him, we fall forward. We fall headed in the direction we were going anyway. So when I get up and look up, I can still see where I'm going. I can still see where I need to be. I can still see him because he won't be utterly cast down because the hand of the Lord. When I fell, we were hiking. We were coming down uh, through there, man, and I had all that pack on and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I think part of my ego was like everybody kept saying, hey, let me, let me get that small pack. Let me get that. I, said, I got it. I got it. I ain't, I ain't old yet. You know, I'm, all of a sudden, man, I, there I went. Went down, everybody, but immediately, hey, 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 you are, you can get me up. You know, that's the way the Lord is. Come on, come on. Well, see, the Lord said lay aside that weight too. Next time, I'll let somebody else carry that back. Uh, I'll lay aside that weight that did so easily beset me. Yeah, I hadn't scraped my knees in years, but they was both skin up, and I didn't have no mercurochrome to put on them either, so, yeah, didn't have nobody to paint me up, my mom used to, she'd paint all over the place with that stuff, when we're walking on the straight and narrow, we must watch our step, keep your focus on the way. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. Jesus is the life. The narrow way leads to life, then it must lead to him. He said, I'm going away to prepare a place that where I am, you may be also. So I'm trying to get to him. The narrow way is a way of self-awareness. You've got to know yourself, where you are. You've got to keep an eye on your walk. Don't, Don't be counting on everybody else to watch your walk. You need to watch your walk. Hey. The narrow way is you keeping an eye on you and not following the crowd. 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, Paul said, Be followers of me even as I am also of Christ. Paul wouldn't say just follow me. He said, I am watching my life. I'm following Jesus. And so I ain't let, basically what Paul said, I ain't letting nobody get between me and Jesus. So you follow me. That's the way you need to look at it sometimes. Ain't nothing getting between me and Jesus. So if you, you're going to have to follow me as I follow him. But uh, you examine yourself. 2 Corinthians 13 and 5. Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own self. You can't always go to somebody and say, hey, am I all right? Well, I don't know. Are you? And they say, well, this happened. Then you need to pray. <laughs> you need to repent. Yeah. Uh, examine yourself. If, if you don't have enough Bible inside of you, then at least you got the Holy Ghost. And listen, the Holy Ghost will lead you into all truth. So... Uh, if you don't know what the scripture says about it, then ask the Lord because the Holy Ghost will say, I, I, I. <laughs> you know what the Holy Ghost won't do? Well, they don't even know that's in the Bible. I ain't going to mess with them. The Holy Ghost is the Word of God. The words I speak, their spirit and their life. It's, listen, 
You can't base the stability of your walk on where the crowd is. Because people can be lost in a crowd. Yeah. They can be alone in a crowd. You can fall down in a crowd. You can not get healed in a crowd. There was a host of impotent people laying at the pool of Bethesda. One man got healed. Because everybody else was so sure the only way was the water. And the healer of all their diseases was standing in the middle of them. I wonder who turned around and shushed Jesus. Hey, man, you're in my way. I'm trying to wash the water. You're going to stay sick today. <laughs> well, they did. I didn't, I didn't read about except one man that day because he was willing to listen, take his eyes off the pool, stop. He started, I said, he started thinking outside the pool. He started thinking outside of the crowd, and he said, will you be made whole? Well, he began to tell him, take up your bed and walk. Well, let's try this out and see if it works, and immediately, wow, look what happens when you follow the way. Everywhere that Jesus went early on, miracles, signs, wonders, crowds, but he didn't have crowds because everybody wanted him. He had crowds because some people wanted miracles. He said, you don't follow me for anything but the fish and the loaves. That's what you're looking for. Some wanted miracles. Some just came to see the show. Some were there just to try to trip him up and trap him. Some wanted to, they, you know, they, they thought, well, we're going to just mess with him. We're going to try to get people turned against him. They, want, they, want, they weren't there for the right reasons. Everybody in that crowd wasn't there for him. And when it got down to it, uh, following him and following his word, people would leave. In John chapter 6, in verse 66, there's a little discourse that the Lord has here with some disciples and, uh, and then even the 12 that are following him. But after he had told them a few things, they said, wow, this is a hard saying. See what I mean? The broad way is easy. Just go with the flow, just go with the crowd. But, man, this straight way, narrow way stuff, I'm going to have to pay attention. But it's not hard. It's not hard to serve the Lord. How hard is it to do, to do what the Lord says? It's a decision. Wide path or straight and narrow, it's a decision. You choose which way you're going to go. Joshua said, choose this day who you'll serve. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Make a choice. Decide what you're going to do. But he said, after he was teaching like this, oh, I can't, I, we just can't get that. From that time, many of his, of his disciples went back, and they walked no more with him. I'm not doing that anymore. Jesus looked at the 12, will you also go away? Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Don't forget who you're following. Don't forget who you're serving. That's what Peter said. I don't care what nobody else says. 
I don't care about that crowd that just left. You have the words to eternal life. And I'm not going to find that going with the crowd. I'm going to find that by following you. I've been walking with you long enough to know I ain't leaving this way. I believe in who you are. And so Jesus preaching to these people, he, he's been in the crowd. He warns those who are following him not to get off the path. You've got to stay with it. A choice will come to us. Every day you wake up, you have a choice to live for God or not. To take an easy, convenient route or stay on the straight and narrow. Sometimes we want to go the easy way, but I want to make sure that I stay with him. I do not want to turn around. Uh, I don't want to walk away from him. I want to stick with the Lord. Straight, narrow leads to life. I don't, uh, sometimes I, I, I like to read some when I'm studying just to look at different uh, translations, but some of them are, uh, but sometimes just the way the message will say some things is, is pretty interesting. It's kind of straightforward, and if it doesn't really veer off of the meaning of the King James, then I, you know, I feel all right sharing it. But, but Matthew 7, 13, and 14 from the message, I, don't, I know you don't have this, sis, but I'm, it says it like this. Don't look for shortcuts to God. The market is flooded with surefire, easygoing formulas for a successful life. They can be practiced in your spare time. In my spare time. Don't fall for that stuff, even though crowds of people do. The way to life, to God, it's rigorous and requires total attention. That's a pretty good translation of what Jesus was saying, because that's what he was saying. If you're going to walk on a straight and narrow, you're going to have to pay attention and keep my word, keep my commandments. Live for me, make a decision. It is a conscious effort every day to walk with God. It's not a burden. It's not hard. It's easy to live for God. You just follow his word. Matthew, uh, back in Matthew 7, there was a group of people. When you drop on down, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Jesus went on to tell them that not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, many. I wonder if that's the same many on the wide path. Because people on the wide path will tell you they're Christian. They're closer to God now than they've ever been, is what they'll say. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wondrous works, and then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Wow, how does that happen? Because it matters the path that you take. It matters the path. Oh, there's plenty of Christian organizations today. It's a money-making market for most of them. Oh, come on now. Man, I, 
I'm not bashing people. I'm just telling you what to watch out for. Jesus said, beware. Paul said, don't let any man spoil you through tradition of men and philosophy and vain deceit. You better be careful about every singing artist you listen to. Just because they play them on the fish. Well, it's true. You better be careful about people who market their stuff Christian, spiritual, faith-based. I want Jesus' name. <laughs> I want Holy Ghost filled. Yeah. Uh, I better find a spoonful of sugar. A little medicine will go down. He said, I'm going to say, I never knew you. The Bible says that we should be called the trees of righteousness. Trees. But he also said trees can only bear fruit if they abide in him. He said, you know a tree by the fruit it bears. So if he doesn't know them, he said branches that don't bear fruit are broken off. I want to make sure that I stay with him. He said, abide in me and I in you. Well, guess where he's going to be? It ain't going to be on the wide path. It's going to be on the straight path and on the narrow path that leads to life. The narrow path leads to life and Jesus is on it. And if he's on it, you'll be able to hear his voice. Follow me. He said that my sheep know my voice. Are you his sheep? then you'll know his voice. You'll hear his voice. If I know his voice, that must mean I can hear his voice. Now, I do realize that sometimes I hear his voice as I read. I hear what he is saying to me, but I also know that Jesus had two things to say to the church in different places. He who has an ear, let him hear. Follow me. Two things that Jesus said. If you get the first part right, if you're listening, the second part will follow. If you're listening, you'll hear. When he says, this way, this way, this way, this way. Never that way. Always this way. Always following. That way is saying, hey, go, just go. This way, I'm, I'm going the way that he's going. I'm following him. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does that shepherd do? He leads me in paths of righteousness. He leads me beside still waters. He leads me through the valley of the shadow of death. But he's always with you. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Jesus leading and goodness and mercy following. That's on the straight and narrow. In Matthew 16 and 24, Jesus said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross. And follow me. People not carrying crosses on the wide path. Nah. People not carrying crosses on the way that leads to destruction. He said if any man will come after me, he will deny himself. The narrow way is the way of the cross. And the narrow way is a way that where self-denial will be there. Do you know you have to mortify the deeds of your flesh through the Spirit? that uh, you will always 
have a conscious decision to go back and, and sin like you used to sin. Being washed in the blood and a clean slate doesn't take away your free will. doesn't take away your choices. You could go out and get high as a kite as soon as you leave, leave that water if you want to. You can go out and murder somebody, still do it. It's a choice. The Holy Ghost ain't going to say, nope, you're a robot now. I just programmed you, and you can never sin again. That's a devil's doctrine. You can get that stuff out of self-denial is the opposite of the broad way. Jesus said you're going to take a cross. And the cross, you know what the cross did for Jesus? It ended his life yeah. here on earth. Yeah. He died. Yeah. Jesus died. He suffered and he died on the cross. He took his last breath on planet earth on the cross. If Hey, the servant is not greater than his master. And if the cross killed him, it's going to kill us too. Mm-mm. It will end our life, our earthly old man life, just like it ended his life. It will destroy the pattern of the first Adam, and it will set us on the path of the second Adam, which is Christ. Mm. We either die on the cross or we run from it. Listen, the cross never makes a deal with people. You'll hear that again. The cross will not make a deal with you. It will never concede, and it will never compromise. If you have the cross, you die. It kills the one who is on it. It is where the flesh goes to die. It destroys our established pattern which was the old man. And it creates a new one, the new man. Paul said, I am crucified, nevertheless I live. I died to who I was, and now I live unto God. We cannot run away from or do without the cross. We must have the cross. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection, and we must obey the gospel. What shall be the end of them who obey not the gospel of God? And we will, we must experience the death. It can't just be the life. He died so we could have his blood. Oh, I love the blood of Jesus. It washed me white as snow. You know how that blood got there? He died for it. He gave his life for it so that you could have his blood. The ending of ourselves to walk in newness of life. That's the gospel. We end this life to walk in a new life. The world doesn't want the cross as we first read about it. The world doesn't want the cross of the scripture. It wants the frilly cross, the gold cross, the silver cross. Yeah, the quilted cross, the air freshener cross. The T-shirt cross, the keychain cross, cross around your neck. That's the cross the world wants. It does not want the old rugged cross. It does not want the blood-stained cross. It does not want the cross that has nail holes in it. It doesn't want that cross. It don't want the cross that is, 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 you have to bear it. 
We want the smooth, shiny, neon light cross. There's plenty of them on the wide path. But the rugged cross is on the narrow way. Hmm. Worldly examples always end in defeat. We need to follow Jesus. The Bible says, run this race looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. The narrow way, the way of the cross, will open you up to be laughed at, talked about, accused of being holier than thou. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, if he is the Son of God, when you carry your cross, people even question if you are who you say you are. They did it to him. They asked him to do something he couldn't do. He could save everybody else, but he couldn't save himself that day. If it is, if you are who you say you are, come down, save yourself. Thieves are like, save us too. When you carry the cross, people ask you to do things that you can't do or you, couldn't, you can't complete your mission. If he comes off the cross... We're not here tonight, and this message is not being preached, but because he stayed until he took his last breath. Don't let anybody talk you out of the mission of coming down off your cross. Mm. It will be forsaken by many for the effort it takes and labeled unnecessary. Sound like anything you hear in the world today? People want a crowd, but at what cost? Everyone won't do it. And it can be difficult sometimes and even frustrating when we see others doing less. But you let them do what they're doing. You keep following him. You keep following Jesus. You keep following the one that purchased you with his blood. You keep on praying in the Holy Ghost. You keep on living right and doing right and forsaking this world. You, you keep on abstaining from the very appearance of evil. Yeah. You come out. Be separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. You stick with God's word. You stay on the straight path because it leads somewhere. It leads to life. A very rich young ruler had walked his life on the easy road. But he wanted to live forever. What must I do to have eternal life? Jesus said, well, keep doing what you're doing, but let's add this, because there's one thing you lack. You know what he lacked? Cross. Jesus told him, sell everything you got, give it to the poor, take up your cross and follow me. What I see in your life is you keeping this and keeping that, but I also see that you're not carrying a cross. And when he heard that, when Jesus suggested that he leave that wide, broad path, it says he went away sad because he had great possessions. Hard to walk on a straight and narrow when you're loaded down with everything from this world. If he had a cross, it wouldn't be so hard because the cross would crucify those things. He wanted heaven on his terms. He didn't want heaven on the terms that Jesus had set. But Jesus said, if you want heaven, then you've got to let go of you. Take up the cross and follow me. You can come to the music room. Philippians 3 and 7, stand with me tonight. 
the Apostle Paul said, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. The things that benefited me in this world, the things that made me who I was, gave me my reputation, all the things that were gained to me, I counted loss for Christ. Well, well, how did that work out for Paul? I think it worked out pretty good. Because at the end of his life, he said, for I'm now ready to be offered. I finished my course. I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. And now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. But not just for me, but for all those that love his appearing. Yeah. I think it worked out all right for Paul. He knew where he was going. He didn't have any regrets when it was time to go because he knew he had stayed on the straight path, on the narrow path. Jesus called his disciples with two words, follow me. When Peter first saw Jesus, that was the first thing he heard, heard him say, follow me. It was one of the last things that he heard him say too. When they were eating fish and bread on the fire on the beach, John was walking off, and Peter said, What's this guy going to do? And the Lord said, If I want him to live till I come back, what's that to you? Ain't none of your business. You follow me. It don't matter how long you serve him, it doesn't matter if you walk on water with him, it doesn't matter. Uh, how many times he forgives you, if he gives you keys to the kingdom, the command will still be the same. Follow me. Mm. Whoa. Uh. Peter had the keys to the kingdom. But that don't mean you get to bypass me or make up your own rules. Keys come with a cross. I guess Peter had to first cross keychain ever I know what you've done with me Peter I know all the things you've seen I've prayed for you that your faith fell now there's all kind of things that you know you've got some understanding some revelations of who I am but that will never 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 make it okay to not follow me so don't get sidetracked worrying about everybody else Peter that's how you get on the wide path when you start worrying about everybody else you follow me everything that the disciples saw and all the experiences they had were simply because they obeyed two words follow me multitudes fed devils cast out walking on water storms calmed all, all these things that they saw simply because they followed two words follow me but it's the same for us today. There are some things that we see that are miraculous. Monday night prayer. Because we obey two words. Follow me. One day we're going to hear him say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Because we obey two words. Follow me. We've got to keep following him. It's the same. The narrow path, the narrow path doesn't have echoes on it. The narrow path will have a fresh voice. Because Jesus is still alive. It'll have a fresh voice calling, follow me, follow me, follow me.
Jesus will always be leading his sheep. And his sheep know his voice. Follow me. And that's what makes the difference. We used to sing the old song, Lead me, Lord, I will follow. I used to sing a lot of old hymns have that line in it somewhere. Where he leads me, I'll follow. Just, I'll follow him. You know, it was, it was always something about following him. We need to get back to that old time religion sometimes. Following Jesus. Following Jesus. Following Jesus. Following Jesus. While she's playing tonight, I want to open the altars up. Let's, let's come and make a commitment again to follow him. If you're on that wide path tonight, it's easy to get back on the straight and narrow. Praise God.
all across the building just stand and lift our hands together now as a body we're more than a crowd a crowd can can be destructive a crowd can not have any purpose a crowd can just be anything but a body is in his image a body's got purpose you've got purpose we were talking about that Monday night that God he didn't just create you he created created you for himself all things were created by him and for him God created you for his purpose you've got purpose it don't matter if he created you you've got purpose he wants to see something fulfilled in your life he wants to see something happening with you come on let's lift our hands to him one more time that purpose Lord show me my purpose use me for your glory I'm part of the body
praise, worship the Lord. Pour your heart out. Just give him the glory right now. Just give him the glory. That's it. Clap your hands and lift your voice. Wear yourself out for the Lord right now. Just That's it. Lift up your eyes to the hills. rejoice with her a little bit. Hallelujah. 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 Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Yeah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Hallelujah. Well, go ahead. I know it's Wednesday night, but go ahead and just bless the Lord. Let God touch you in this house tonight. Strengthen you, heal you. Come on. Hallelujah. Straight and narrow, Lord. Woo! Praise God. Woo! Take off, brother. Hallelujah! Come on. All the Lord's been good. Just go ahead and rejoice. Oh, your glory. Pour your glory out, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise his name. Praise his name. Praise his name. Hallelujah. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Ooh, ha. Praise God. Ooh, ha. Oh, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. I know you've been wondering, but I'm telling you now, you're going to make it. Ooh, ha. It might get straight and it might get narrow, but you're going to stay on it. You're going to make it. Come on, the Lord's calling you. Hallelujah. Woo! Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You ought to take somebody by the hand and tell them, say, you're going to make it, and then shout for a minute. Yeah. Tell them you're going to make it, and then shout for a minute. Tell them, hey, you're going to make it. I'm going to make it. We're going to make it. And then just start rejoicing. Think about how good it's going to be when you cross through those gates. And you can look at each other and say, I told you we were going to make it. How big a shout you going to make when you hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. going to make it all the way home we're going to make it listen just keep listening to his voice don't let 
Don't let this world seduce you and get you on that wide path. There ain't nothing. You ain't got to drop your head because you walk on the straight and narrow. People try to make you ashamed because you want to live for Jesus. This world has no shame. They just do what they want to just out, out in the open now. It don't, it doesn't, no restraints. I'm glad that there's still a people that's got some restraint. Yeah. I'm glad that there's some people that still say, I'm going to live my life by his word. I'm going to walk the path that Jesus has for me. Amen. You'll make it. You'll make it. Praise God. Give me one more hand clap and a shout of praise. Thank you for being here tonight. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the Holy Ghost that lives inside of us. Thank you for the power of the Lord in this place tonight. Praise God. Praise God. My, my. What a wonderful Wednesday night. I just can't wait till Sunday. It's going to be tremendous. We've got a great rest of this week. Get them lovebirds married off this weekend. And we're going to have some church on Sunday, Monday night prayer. Wednesday night, Brother Green's going to be here. And man, I tell you, we're just looking for God to do some tremendous things. Invite somebody to church on, on a Wednesday. Yeah, invite them on a Wednesday. It'll be fine. And let's have a great time in the Lord. Amen. God bless you tonight. Be safe. Be, be ready for God to move on Sunday. How about that? Amen. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.